0: Ricardo and Marcella Sermont had a big thing happen this spring.
1: Uh, The day that they were born?
0: It was crazy. (laughs) Well, actually, two big things.
1: Oh, man, when they were born, Agustin was four four pounds, I think 13 ounces, Mm -hmm. and Sebastián was three pounds.
2: Like almost the four.
1: Yeah.
0: These first-time parents had twin boys, Agustin and Sebastián. And if those birth weights seem low to you, you're right. They were seven weeks premature and had to spend almost a month in intensive care.
1: It was really weird touching our babies with a face mask and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not being able to do skin-to-skin right away. Mm -hmm. Other parents or newborn parents, they would tell us, oh, immediately do Mm skin-to-skin. We we felt kind of, um, I don't know. Limited, I guess, in some
2: ways. Yeah, it was really stressful. I think that was like the hardest part of our journey in terms of like having the babies during this time. But so relieved that they're home now, it's a lot better.
0: Even though it's just the two of us <laughs> <Right over.
2: laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: I'm Monica Eng, and I gotta say, I was a basket case when I had one baby boy. So twins during a pandemic, yikes. In the best of times, new parents have a lot of questions and confusions. But these guys came to us with a really big question about being parents in these times. But before we get to that, what was it like when they got home?
1: Yeah, no, we didn't know what we were doing. We just
2: (laughs) dived in.
0: (laughs) We didn't have a
2: choice. I feel like we're a team. Like, we have to function as a team. Like, it takes the two of us to kind of... To do everything
1: for them, she'll be changing diapers, and then I'll be making the the formula, the biberones, the, mm-hmm. the the bottles, and we feed them, and then burp them, and then we have like this little window where we can like buy groceries or clean up the kitchen or clean up the bathroom or walk our dog, yeah, walk our dog, <laughs> you know.
0: So it's been a handful, but that's often what grandparents are for, right? Soy por primera vez abuela de los bebés de mi hija. This is Rosa, Marcela's mom. And she was so happy to finally have her first grandkids. Estamos muy felices, contentos porque son los But she always thought she'd be there to help Marcella from the minute the babies were born. Oh sí, yo me imaginé helping with changing diapers and baths and giving lots of hugs. A cargar, a cambiar, a bañar a mis <laughs> but because of COVID-19. She hasn't been able to do that, no, pues no, pues nada de eso. and it's hard. Uh-huh. Es muy On the advice of their pediatrician, Ricardo and Marcela haven't allowed anyone inside their home since the babies were born. Plus, we had that Chicago case where an infant died in part from COVID-19 complications, and it really freaked them out. The last thing they wanted is for Agustin and Sebastián to end up back in the hospital.
1: They'll have to be reintroduced to the NICU, and we don't get to see them anymore because we already experienced that. We don't want that to happen again.
0: Don't
1: We were able to live through that.
0: So for three months, they've been hunkering down and keeping the grandparents at bay with virtual visits. <laughs> Lots of virtual visits, multiple FaceTime calls every day.
1: Este, este es Agustín. My mom is constantly taking pictures, so like, who's this guy? And I would hold him up right so I can take a good picture of him. And so
2: <inaudible> <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: <inaudible> she's very she has, has
2: albums for each of them. <laughs> yeah, she's, I can't remember. She
1: has like over like 150 pictures right. since they've been born. <laughs> yeah, <inaudible> yeah, <inaudible> yeah. ¿Ya le sacaste las fotos? Yeah, ¿cuántas fotos sacaste? She's a 72-year-old lady, and she's got, like, she had to buy more digi- Memory. M- m- more storage on iCloud just so that she can keep on photographing her n- grandkids. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, just, it's been really hard. I mean, he's really close with his mom. I'm really close with my parents, too. It's, yeah. it's not like we don't want them to, like, not spend time with them. It's just also trying to figure out what's best for the boys right now.
0: So what does the pediatrician say?
2: They're pretty strict. Right now, they really didn't encourage for like, any of the grandparents or family to come over, um, especially since they were preemies. They were extra worried about having other people over.
0: But now that the state and city are loosening social distancing rules, Ricardo and Marcella want to know if maybe they can relax their own rules. I mean, they trust their pediatrician and they want to keep the kids healthy, but they also feel super guilty about keeping their parents away and good information on infants and COVID has been hard to come by.
1: I was like going on the CDC's website and I couldn't find anything like specifically for infants. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to figure out like, how can we call for a second opinion? Yeah,
2: like another opinion. Like like another opinion ourselves.
1: Do we just cold call another pediatrician and say like, (laughs) we're not your patients or anything, but what would you do? Like, what are you
0: recommending? (laughs) (laughs) So, So instead of calling up random pediatricians for advice, They called us. To answer their question about when to let grandparents come to visit, I talked to a half a dozen pediatric and infectious disease specialists. And it turns out there is no official guidance yet. Not from the CDC or even the American Academy of Pediatrics. There are a handful of studies on kids and COVID-19, but the sample sizes are small and they don't all reach the same conclusion. There are also big holes in the data. Like, the CDC doesn't even keep track of the number of infants that get COVID-19. The Illinois Department of Public Health does, but those numbers are changing a lot. And at last count, they reported over 400 cases in infants, including one who died. The bottom line is official guidance is scarce, research is preliminary, and official statistics are still lacking. So without any official guidelines, we turn to a bunch of doctors— doctors who had a whole spectrum of recommendations. So let's start at the cautious end of the spectrum. So basically the recommendations now still are that you should not see the baby in person. This is Dr. Tina Tan. She specializes in pediatric infectious disease at Northwestern University's medical school. The recommendations are you should do a Zoom meeting, a Skype meeting, FaceTime, as a precaution to possibly exposing the infant to COVID-19. Tan knows most kids don't get severe cases of COVID. But infants are a little different. Their immune systems aren't fully developed and their airways are smaller. Plus, some studies show that infants with COVID can get sicker than older kids. So like Ricardo and Marcella's pediatrician, Tan says the grandparents should stay away for now. Stick to virtual visits or try waving from a distance. They can look at them through a window, but really should not have physical contact with the infant. Okay, so that's the cautious end of the spectrum. But others have very different advice for new parents like Ricardo and Marcella. If you have family members, including grandparents, who are well um, and they don't have any significant comorbidities and they are willing to wear a mask around baby um, with good hand washing, I would think that uh, it is probably okay to see these babies. Dr. Mia Tiramina is the chair of infectious disease at the DuPage Medical Group, and she notes that most newborns should stay isolated for about two weeks after delivery. I think out of an abundance of caution, that would be reasonable uh, to make sure everyone is symptom-free and doing well after the hospitalization, too. Um, But after two weeks, there's really no end point here, and I wouldn't want to keep family and grandparents away for months on end. I don't think that's necessary at this time. It all comes down to a risk-benefit question. This is Dr. Allison Bartlett. It's B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T. She's a pediatric infectious disease specialist at UC Medicine. She says if the whole family is following Teremina's advice, wearing masks, washing hands, then... I really don't think there's a huge risk to expanding your family group a little bit. I think it absolutely can be done safely. So if you're careful, she says, the risk is low. And the benefit? Well, Bartlett's also the mother of 10-year-old twin boys. And... God, I can't imagine having done it without my mom. It's exhausting and uh, reinforcements are helpful. <laughs> Because part of keeping babies healthy, she says, is making sure mom and dad get the support they need. This is all about the safe care of the children. And a little parental self-care goes a long way to (laughs) having everything go more smoothly uh, with the newborn babies. For now, until we know more about COVID-19 and infant health, Ricardo and Marcella will stay on the safe side and continue to isolate at home. They say they'll keep working as a team to keep Agustin and Sebastián healthy, but with plenty of virtual grandparent breaks. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. Steven Jackson is our audio producer. Mackenzie Crosson is our digital producer. Alexandra Solomon is our editor. And Kevin Dawson is our executive producer. Our interns are Linnea Dominic and Izzy Carter. I'm Monica Eng.
1: No. <laughs> At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Line wherever you get your podcasts.